Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Know your rights. Know the law. The Law Report with Michael Matuning Bill. Good evening and welcome to The Law Report. My name is Michael Matuning Bill. It's good to be with you this Wednesday evening. Workers' Day it is. And uh, um, in celebration of that, um, we're going to be taking a closer look into the history of unions. And I think the history of unions is not limited to just South Africa. It expands worldwide. Um, you know, um, how labor and, you know, uh, workers have influenced and shaped not only our, the working life and capitalism and business and, and commerce, but also politics. A very interesting segment and, and sector of, of our lives and, and one that we certainly hope to unpack with my guest tonight, uh, Mr. Mbazi Mashilowa, who will be joining me on the line. Um, and I look forward, of course, to engaging with you um, and, and getting your thoughts. So do um, give us a call. Um, we'll also be introducing another topic. Um, there, there's, there's a few things on my mind. There's the issue of the flag, the uh, apartheid flag. I mean, that's something um, uh, worrying. And there's also something that's currently happening at the University of Stellenbosch um, where a study um, is said to be offensive and racist towards colored women. So a lot of things to talk about on this day. If we have time, we'll cover all of them. If we don't, we'll cover what we can. Um, that's our show for tonight. As always, do give us a call 86 Know your rights. Know the law. The Law Report with Michael Matuining Bill. All right. Welcome. Um, let me introduce my guest. Uh, you will know him uh, very well. He has certainly a very um, a long history um, um, with in this country, both in in, in, in the sector that we are focusing on, but also in politics. And, and my memory, certainly, that, that, that stands out. It, it's imprinted. Every time I hear a certain song, and I, and I don't know if it applies to everybody, but every time I hear a certain song, um, I just remember uh, that the Shiloh. But I'll, 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 if, if nobody knows what I'm talking about, I'll, I'll try to, to sing it for you and, and, and see if um, um, anybody sort of says, shares this moment with me. Tatani Shilowa Abshin. Mr. Mbazima Shilowa? Yes, can you hear me? I'm very well, and how are you doing, sir? No, no, no. And Shaweta and Lawako Shaweta is Changan. Oh, I'm hearing it too. I'm not The technology lady tied Zanza, that for me, the Lava Shilongun, sir. Uh, no, no, no. Thank you so much uh, for agreeing to talk to us. And, and I think that, you know, you, 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 you spoke to, to a colleague of mine and I thought, you know, um, you, you would be a perfect uh, person to talk about because uh, we are at a moment now, not just of celebrating Workers' Day, but also celebrating um, 25 years of democracy. And and, yes. and 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 you wrote about this. Can you uh, maybe share with the Afropolitans those who haven't had an opportunity to 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 to, to you know to to read uh, some of your writings on this issue? What your angle was on this topic um, uh, of the twenty five years of democracy? I think my view is that uh, you know when we look at twenty five years of uh, democracy. Uh, were able to look back with pride and were able to say there were achievements from a worker's point of view um, in terms of a number of pieces for labor for labor issues, the Labor Relations Act, 
the Basic Conditions of Employment Act, the Health and Safety Act, Health and Safety in the Mines, and so forth. And now recently the minimum wage. But we're also able to look back and say there have also been a number of setbacks in that even though you've got a lot of rights, mm. but a lot of workers have been uh, have been retrenched. There have been job losses, but you also don't stay at the workplace. You worry about shelter, quality of education, quality of health for your own workers. Sometimes you come in a village with no water, with no sanitation. So, you know, it's it's it's, it's a mixed bag when you look at the the whole issue about 25 years of uh, of democracy. So we, we need to be critical. Uh, even as we appreciate uh, some of the gains that have been made in terms of uh, the past 25 years. I, I mean, some of the the things that you say we need to be critical of is is the issue of retrenchment. Are we not, and, and, and I say this because of my own, I guess, observations, um, and, and those observations are when you look at advancements in technology, um, and and artificial intelligence and what is generally termed as the fourth industrial revolution, one does get a sense that a lot of jobs are at stake. And, and it's not even a sense that I get and that is potentially remote. Just this morning, I was reading an article about the launch of a builder's warehouse in, um, in Boxburg, and they were talking about how technology um, is going to be incorporated in that store and they trying out different ways of essentially replacing people and and yes. having reflected on it being a problem now 25 years in do you not now you see mm. there is retrenchment mm. that happens because of new technology sure but there's also retrenchment that happens because of mismanagement of companies suddenly a company that was working very well whether it's optimum uh, suddenly is now uh, is now closed so those workers are going to lose uh, to lose money mm. it may be a busasa in which because of corruption and other things workers are going to lose um, to lose jobs mm. so i distinguish between job losses that become inevitable and job losses that happen because of uh, poor management. But even on those jobs that becomes inevitable, it's a failure on the part of the trade unions to anticipate as well as management to be able to anticipate. Because you see, um, we can be Luddites uh, in which we think, well, we can stop uh, a revolution. You know, mm. uh, many years ago, you didn't have uh, cranes to lift uh, things. You relied on human beings. Mm. Now you rely on uh, on cranes. So those things you can't stop. But between workers, as in the trade union and other things, you are able to sit down and say, look, in 5, 10, 15 years, what is the, in the, the, the working area going to look like? What are the changes going to be? And therefore, what is it that we need to do to anticipate, train, retrain those workers so they can move into other industries and or other workplaces. Yes. Mm. 
and and then let's let's turn for a minute and 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 perhaps talk about the occasion that we celebrate today, which is Workers' Day, or otherwise known as May Day. Where where did this day start, and 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 why do we celebrate it in in South Africa? Well, we celebrate it because you know many years back, in fact, over a hundred years ago, um, you know you've got slavery, you've got uh, exploitation of workers, number of workers come together on May Day to say, we demand a 40-hour week. Mm. We, defend, we demand decent working, um, decent working condition. Some of the people lost their lives just on that particular issue. But over time, this became the slogan of workers, 40-hour week. In South Africa, in fact, after the formation of COSATU, one of the first demands was something that says, even in posters, May Day is ours. Mm. And then to demand May Day be made a public holiday, but also a better uh, Labor Relations Act, a uh, 40-hour week, uh, a minimum wage, and, uh, and so forth. Now, that's why the advent of democracy becomes important in that you are able to get some of those rights that you couldn't get under apartheid. But even though it's very good that you've got them, mm. and we must celebrate them, but remember, you, you, you can't, it's like we celebrate that we had the right to vote in 1994. But really, it's not worthy a celebration because it was the right denied when we should always have had it. Sure. So it's the same with worker rights. The key issue to be able to look at is to say, having arrived at this situation, may they having come back a long way. Today, when we look back as workers, what is it that we're able to show for this sweat and, uh, and toil? And that's where the point I was making that of it being a mixed bag mm. comes into play. So, so the, 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 the success... As 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 I I, I am to understand, uh, uh, it is largely through legislative improvement. Yes, is is that the point that you're making? That's the point I'm making. That uh, so so through legislation, we were able to get new labour relations. Mm. But all the law will say that if you're going to retrench workers. You need to notify the trade unions. You need to make arrangements. You need to bargain. You need to negotiate. Mm. It will say uh, things like that. But that in itself has not been able to stop massive job losses that have happened. Secondly, it's the, the labor laws will give rights to employed workers. But you still have uh, an army of unemployed people. Mm. out there who say those rights are meaningless to them uh, because they, they are not uh, themselves uh, employed. Thirdly, you may have legislation that deals with your situation at the workplace, which is favorable. But when you go back home, you find that uh, you spend a lot of money on public transport because our public transport is just not working properly. You, you don't have proper water and, uh, and sanitation. 
your kids are not able to go to school because of the poor quality of our education and or health. So, so that's why it's important to be able to look on this day in totality, not only in terms of the rights of workers, but in terms of to what extent have the lives of working people and their families improved uh, up to this day, yes. You know the, the, the interesting thing about about these freedoms that we enjoy. For example, our constitution is hailed by many as being the best in the world. And yeah. our labor laws are also hailed as being the best in the world for employees. And I'm just Indeed. And, and, and I'm just wondering, well, the four employees underline that because it, it, w- it would mean that it, it might present um, a, a summit. A lot of employers do argue this, that, you know, uh, doing business in South Africa is a lot more difficult than doing business in, in, in many other countries, India, China, you know, the, the list goes on. Um, and not only because of the issue of skill, but also the the ease with which one can hire and dismiss an employee. Um, and, 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 and so one wonders then what, you know, is this something that is to be celebrated or, or are there some improvements still to be made? And, and those improvements would, uh, are improvements that are gained at, at, at attempting to get investment into South Africa so that the, the people that you mentioned earlier as those that are not, benefiting from the labor laws because they are unemployed would then see themselves employed uh, so 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 in 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 summary i i i the question is have we then because of the abuse and it was abuse of the past not gone then too far um in in safeguarding the interest of the workers not at all mm. in fact uh, i've been in this uh, game for quite long and I've had a lot of discussions. Sometimes when I listen to what employers say today on the need for for it to be easy to hire and fire, mm. it's like I'm back into the 70s and into the 80s. Mm. It's like I'm back into the time when we're negotiating the Labor Relations Act. But I'll tell you something. Mm. Those very same people that we're talking about, they come from Germany. In Germany you know, there's a lot of strikes in that area. They come from France. I mean, France, as I speak to you, generally, uh, you would have heard about the yellow vest. You would have heard about uh, uh, every time there's a strike by uh, France, there's a strike in the railways and so forth. You have never heard any of those people say, look, we're going to disinvest out of it. They accept it as a necessary process that is supposed to happen in those areas. I, I, I don't mean to. I don't mean to interrupt you, but on that score of France and Germany, yes, uh, is that not perhaps? Um, is that the best comparison? Put differently, is our oh, yes. is our is our worry now today, twenty nineteen, as a developing country, is our worry the likes of Germany, who are, are very developed, and and France. Or is it no, no, really? Uh, so, so, sorry. So, or is it yeah. the Thailands, the the Chiles, that you know? So, the, the guys that are that are getting all of the manufacture. I mean, you, you, I, I, let's even use China as an example. Um, how 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 quickly things move there? 
So, so maybe as you answer that, I'd like to maybe explore not just a contradiction or a contrast with France and Germany, but also a contradiction with these other countries that are that who who who, who are enjoying huge investments. Let's let let's use uh, for instance Japan. Mm. Before I go to your China and other things, let's use Japan. Mm. The the cars that are manufactured in South Africa, uh, most of the left hand, whether they are BMW, whether they are Mercedes, Toyota, and so forth, um, the competition is not between some factory for motor cars in China mm. uh, or in Thailand. The competition is between production in Germany, in Japan, and the UK, and in the US, and in Brazil, and in Argentina. And and so, the point I'm making is not so much that we should not always look at how do we balance the rights that workers have with the need to ensure that we allow job creation and all of those. But I have found that uh, employers tend to make no movement mm. from where they were in the 70s. Or no, look, we need to be able to hire and fire with ease. Mm. So, so, so if you take the current situation, people will say, no, no, you can't invest because it's very difficult to hire and fire. Mm. But I was just talking to you about uh, the, the retrenchment. Mm. You can go back and look. In 1994, how many people were employed in the mines? How many are there today? Mm. How many were employed in the metal workers? How many are there today? The problem is not uh, the ability to hire and fire with ease. Is that employers prefer the old way in which you you don't have to go through through a proper process. Mm. It mm. may be that they are right to say. If you are a small business, you don't have a proper um, uh, people in terms of uh, looking at rights, and therefore it's a luxury to have to go through a disciplinary hearing. But it's not a luxury. It's like simply saying, because you are poor, when you are accused of murder, of theft, you know, you must not go through a, take a, a shortcut. process. Mm. Yes, you know, it must be a shortcut. So, so... So I'm not saying that we must not look at whether or not there are no intended consequences. But I'm saying that I think what makes the the their case weak mm. from an employer's point of view is that they have always pleaded the need for ease to hire and fire. Now sure. just just one last thing before you, you go forward, you see. Yeah. Just 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 go back and think about uh, Nike. Nike, uh, a few years back, 10, 15 years back, uh, were using uh, child labor in China Mm. because they were arguing, no, that's the only way in which we can be able to compete and so forth because everybody's doing it. Once people said, look, we're not going to buy Nike. What have Nike done? Nike have been able to improve the, the plight of the workers out there in China and they still produce and they are still profitable. Yeah. That's the point. Thank you. Thank you. I, I want to take a, a break, Mr. Shilua. And, and when we come back, um, I, I, I want to ask 
you know, about the beginnings of, of trade unions in, in, in this country in particular. And, and in the second part of the show, Afropolitan, there, there is something that um, uh, certainly would bother most uh, Afropolitans, and that is the issue of the old apartheid flag. And uh, in the second part of the law report, I'll be speaking to Chief Executive Officer of the Nelson Mandela Foundation, uh, Mr. Sello Hatang. And we'll just be talking about the case. Uh, you'll know that um, the, the, um, the, the foundation, the Nelson Mandela Foundation, has been um, busy with the case against Afi Forum. Um, uh, trying to demonstrate an obvious point that this flag is offensive. That's what we're doing on the second part of the show. Um, when we come back, I continue my conversation with Mr. Shiloh. We're back after this. The Law Report with Michael Matsuening Bell, Kaya FM 95.9. Welcome back. I continue my conversation with Mr. Mbazima Shilowa. We're talking about um, the history of trade unions in South Africa, the plight of, of workers, but also um, 25 years of democracy and how that democracy um, has resulted from the work of trade unions. Um, Mr. Mr. Shilowa, the, 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 the interesting thing for me, uh, you know, having not been born that long ago, is how trade unions managed to form and exist in, in a country that we know was quite organized in suppressing and oppressing any form of organization and gathering. And, and I'd like to just get a sense of, of you know, the, the, the history of trade unions in, insofar as their formations, existence, and, and survival to this day. Yeah, you know, I mean, if you look at trade unions in, in South Africa, it goes back the beginning of uh, industrialization. So you'll find that uh, some of the workers that came from the UK, that came from France, that were working in the mines, in the railways, uh, most of them understood about trade unions early on. Mm. But they also, uh, with the laws that were there, find that uh, unions would also be also around uh, the color lines then you had the ICU, which was more like a multiracial rather than non-racial. Again, later there were problems in there. And then there would be the first unions, you know, with the mine workers uh, established with people like uh, J.B. Marx. And then, of course, later, uh, Saktu. Uh, and then later, you know, after the... Uh, Satu had gone underground. There would have been situations in which Kosatu, Naku, and others were all formed, and all of this was really through through struggle rather than given in that sense. And that's why it's important even today that we take nothing for granted. And 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 was it inevitable? Because I can. You know, I can see I can see the uh, old government almost aligning union activities, particularly after it would have taken, um, you know, the, the changes that you've described. Even how, you know, when you when we look at trade unions today, we 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 it's predominantly Africans, right? And and what you've described is actually it came largely from people that came here as French workers and and you know <clears throat> that batch and the Germans etc. Um, how, how did it how did it manage to survive, given its close links, which which were largely undeniable to politics and and what was then um, uh, used as communists? Well, I think it survived in that uh, 
uh, it helps to align the day-to-day struggles of workers mm. with the day-to-day struggles of ordinary men and women. Mm. You understood that uh, you're not only oppressed as a worker, but you also have to carry a dumb pass as a woman, mm. a pass as a man, uh, you know, in terms of laws and curfews because of the color of your skin. Mm. And that therefore you could not only refine, confine yourself to the strikes on the shop floor nine to five. You also have to say, but what happens when I, knock when off. I get back home? Mm. You know, and then work on those issues. So, so it was inevitable to try and work on those issues. I may lose you because I'm now walking somewhere where uh, the network is a little bit different. Well, well, luckily, luckily we were coming to the end of our segment. So, so if it does happen, um, um, it, 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 you know, it, it probably is, is timeless. Let me, let me take uh, this moment to, to thank you very much for, for speaking to Rewinding. us. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.